0: Welcome to Otani Comes to America, a show about the 2021 unanimous MVP, Shohei Otani. I'm Jack. And I'm Kev. We're recording this right after the announcement was made on Thursday night for November 18th. First, let's just briefly recap what's happened since we last recorded. So, the previous episode we did was at the end of the regular season. The Angels did not make the playoffs, not to anyone's surprise. But the Braves went on to win the World Series. They beat the Astros, thank God. And now we're in the offseason where free agents are being signed, trades are being made, awards are being handed out. And of course, they save the top award for last, the MVP, which was
1: just given out. What we've all been anticipating, waiting for. And, I mean, expecting at this point from Shohei.
0: For people who don't know, winning the MVP unanimously it's happened less than 20 times. Hasn't happened since Trout in 2014. It's not something that happens all the time. Did you think that they were going to get it right? Or
1: was there going to be the one or two pricks who picked Vlad? It was a situation where... I knew he should have gotten it unanimously, however, wouldn't have been surprised if that one or two haters that there always is be from a rival team. Like the Blue Jays, who had
0: the second and third place MVP players with Vlad and Simeon.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it was one of those situations where like whoever didn't vote for him, like it would just get him out of the fucking baseball journalists, writers or whatever it is. It was one of those things where, like, it was such a clear, easy win. Not to put down the performance from Vladdy Jr. We're big fans here, too. Even Marcus Samian Like him, too. But, yeah, this was historic. Historic. And one of those things where, like, dude, if you're one of the baseball writers with a vote, you should know how fucking special this is. So, unanimous was the only way to go. So, yeah. I mean, we're here. Clap it up. Fake. Maybe... There's an edit of claps or something, I don't know. (laughs) Or maybe just keep it like this, because we keep it raw in this podcast. And we kind of talked about it on the last episode to end the season, but this is it, like what we've all expected, what we've been waiting for. The outcome is here, and there's no signs of Shohei slowing down.
0: Yeah, as usual with the other seasons before this, where it was really the breakthrough year, it's more so just a matter of his health, and if he can stay healthy and all that, which... Fingers crossed, as always. Knock on wood, whatever you want to do. But it's exciting. I mean, for people who haven't been listening, who might be tuning in for the first time, just to recap, Otani hit 46 home runs this year, drove in 100 RBIs, stole 26 bases, pitched 23 games, 3.18 ERA, and that was even rocketed by one bad start that I saw at Yankee Stadium. And he only missed seven games the whole year, which is something he felt the most proud of, of just staying healthy that whole time. And definitely very impressive in that aspect after the injury struggles he had the first few seasons.
1: Yeah, and now we know what he's capable of. And obviously, assuming that those injuries don't happen again, I don't see Shohei slowing down anytime soon or not being in the top three like, MVP votes every year.
0: He also grew up idolizing Ichiro, who, of course, everyone loved him. One of my favorite players, for sure. And now joins him as the only Japanese-born player
1: to win MVP. Such a big moment, bro. But the dude is so poised. It was like a smet for him. I mean, you sent me, like, this video on Twitter, I guess, from when, like, right when he won. And, like, Frank Thomas, the legend, like, announcing it. <laughs> and... He's like, oh, and this year's MVP, Shohei Otani. And Shohei's just like, quick nod. Yeah, simple nod. (laughs) Simple nod? Like, no expression on his face at all. And it's like, bro, do you know that you're, like, making fucking Japanese history? Like, it's just one of those things where it's, like, a funny moment. Because it's like, yo, he he was meant to be here. It's like he's been there before. It's kind of weird. Like, he's just like, yeah, another one. You know, I'm Tom Brady.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like he's very... Head down, focused on the next thing. Stuff that's looking back on the past, he's already in the future. Also on awards, he got the Silver Slugger, his first in that, and the second Japanese-born player ever to get that. And also the Angels' first ever at DH. And he was named the Baseball America Player of the Year, voted by all the other players as the AL Outstanding Player of the Year, also got the Commissioner's Historic Achievement Award, which no one had ever heard of, but it was Manfred's first time giving it out. First time someone's got it in seven years. Jeter and Vin Scully were the last ones in 2014, and he's the 16th player ever to get that. So I think baseball is doing a good job or did a good job this year of recognizing and promoting how historic he is. I feel like we've complained a lot about how baseball needs to do a better job marketing players and all that. But I think for Altani, they actually did well this year.
1: For sure. It's one of the things that we've obviously seen before baseball get wrong, at least when it comes to, I don't know, the situation with like Mike Trout, who's in the same team, you know, we talk about as the best player in baseball. Now, (laughs) questionably, number two, we saw how baseball kind of like messed everything up when it comes to like marketing him. Shohei might be even getting some similar numbers when it comes to like people knowing him who don't even watch baseball.
0: Well, he's also someone who has brought a lot of people either to baseball for the first time or back who had gone off it in terms of Otani,
1: whereas Trout doesn't have that same effect. Great point. If anything, I guess I was talking about more like personality wise. Yeah, yeah. Like it's cool and you got funny quotes because, you know, there's the language barrier and he kind of is like a teddy bear type of dude, like in the clubhouse, like everyone likes him type. But when it comes to like the player style, he's kind of like Mike Trout in that they're quiet, head down. I'm here for the game, trying to get better. But yeah, look at the differences on like the success of marketing and being out there.
0: I was actually thinking about that same thing. And when you compare it to players like Tatis and Acuna, right, they're very energetic, very flashy, and easy to promote in that way because they're fun. But like you're saying, Otani is more like Trout, and yet he's still become this international sensation. So I think that's impressive that he's been able to cross that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, for him, it almost takes a little more work. Not that it's not worth it, but, yeah, like, Tatis, he does it himself, almost. It's almost like the UFC fights with, like, McGregor, right? Where, like, he's the showman. He's going to start a fight on his own, or, like, like he promotes himself, almost. That's Tatis, that's Acuna, but Shohei, you kind of, like, need to push it, you know? And that's, like, by posts and just getting the message out there. And, yeah, again, like, MLB accounts, you know, through Instagram and Twitter and all that did a great job of doing that.
0: Otani gets a lot of social engagement, too. Like, even the MVP announcement, within less than five minutes, the MLB and Angels posts each had over 10,000 likes on Twitter.
1: Everyone knows and understands the special player that Shohei is. Hits bombs, throws gas. Like, he literally does it all from each side of the plate while being a great personality, like a sweet person, period.
0: So would you say that, and what I'm about to say, I feel like this changes every season to a degree at least, but do you think right now Otani's the face of baseball? Or at least
1: he was for this season. It's hard to think that he isn't. The only other person I can think of is maybe Tatis, and that is a close race. Like if you had to vote on like the face of baseball, I don't know if that would be a unanimous one. Well, that's what I was saying. Like last year, I probably would have said
0: Tatis, but this year I would say Otani.
1: Yeah, this year I think Otani took it, and it's funny because Tatis was in the fucking MVP race as well. It's not like he just died down and.
0: Right, but I'm, I'm not even saying the best players in the league. Just entertainment faces of baseball.
1: Hard to argue against Shohei. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a Shohei.
0: And also, I think Otani is going to top this season and years to come. But you could even argue this is the greatest or most impressive season a player has ever had, all time. We're almost taking it lightly at this point, in a way.
1: Yeah, hands down. And the crazy shit is that, yeah, he like, I feel like has this, and many of the writers could probably even agree with us, or that statement at least, and all the numbers are like reachable, like beatable. I'm not saying that every season he's gonna go above all of them, but- Yeah, it's one of those things where like you can mismatch some numbers and he could surpass this season like in many different ways, which is, again, like one of the craziest things that we're going to be looking forward to next season.
0: I guess for the wish list for next year, be cool to see him hit 50 home runs, maybe get the ERA under three and for the Angels to be competitive for the playoffs. I feel like, you know how the Mariners came very close this year and it was really exciting the last Mm -hmm. few games. At least for them to have that would be like the minimum, hopefully.
1: Are you asking for a lot, bro? Uh, Choose one. (laughs) He could easily hit 70 bombs, but I don't know if the Angels are going to be in contention. No, I'm just joking. I really do hope they do some good acquisitions this offseason. Pitching, everyone knows. We don't even have to repeat it. We talk about it literally at the end of every season or even at the beginning of every season of this podcast. But... Yeah, I mean, there's for sure markers that he can hit where it can get better. Whether it's, you know, the, the average being up a little bit more, getting 285 or even 300, like Bryce Harper did, who actually won the NL MVP, if we haven't mentioned already. 50 bombs would be a great mark. I guess bring down that ER as close as you can to 2, but under 3 will also work. And <laughs> if that's the case, I mean, let's just rename the fucking trophy to the, the Shohei Valuable player. I don't even know, but it'll just be him easily.
0: And also for him to be on the cover of MLB The Show, the video game, which I think is bound to happen.
1: Big time. I need that. I already got Tatis. I need that Shohei
0: now. Right now in the off season, Otani is back in Japan doing his workouts and everything. He did do a hour-long press conference over there the other day, and... As usual, he only had, you know, select sound bites with an hour long interview, but he said some things like dropping the DH when he pitched was the biggest thing to help him, gave him more balance on the mound. He said that it was frustrating to not be in the playoff race this year. Surprise, surprise. He said facing Scherzer impressed him the most as a batter. And then like Vladdy and Salvi Perez as hitters when he was on the mound. He said LA has a super high tax rate, and he pays a little more than half of what he earns. But he said, I don't really consume much, so I think I'm only accumulating for now, but... That was a shot at America right there. (laughs) I mean, specifically California, I guess, or LA. Yeah, he said things haven't changed much since moving to LA, although with the translation... I wasn't sure if that was the city or himself but probably the same answer to both from him and he said he's not planning to start a family anytime soon when someone was trying to get insight to (laughs) his love life and said he sometimes gets pitching ideas in his sleep but yeah just some little tidbits we're always scratching for crumbs from Otani since he's a ghost on social media not even a end of the season farewell post on ig and he passed a million followers so maybe after the mvp award he'll put one up i hope but i wouldn't count on it
1: yeah he might hit with like a a repost you know from mlb (laughs) it's not even like his on his story it's not in the feed yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess we got excited for no reason when we saw his account but maybe he'll hire someone i know the tax rate is kind of crazy so his budget is low but I don't know pay someone to run that account he can make the money out of that you know with over a million followers already that's without posting and he's already making
0: crazy money on brand deals I think he was the most paid player for sponsors in MOB this year and also now they just announced he's the new brand ambassador for FTX the crypto company so it's gonna keep on rolling in and that's even with as we've talked about before, him not making the full amount he can as a player yet, where, as a reminder, he has two years left on his contract before he's a free agent, essentially making pennies right now. The Dodgers are paying Andrew Heaney as much as Otani, which is just (laughs) mind-blowing when you put into that context, and the system is rigged against Japanese players. But It was partially Otani's decision, too, with when he came over. It's still a messed up system. But now you got another player from MVP, Seiya Suzuki, who's coming over. But he's the same age as Otani. He just decided to wait. So I guess we'll see what happens with him, too. But no discussion of a contract extension yet.
1: Yeah, not yet. Or I would be surprised if we see anything this year. I think it'll be smart for the Angels to wait till next year. And this is where, like, the game is messed up, but they're almost, like, hoping he doesn't do as good, because if he has another season like this, it's big money.
0: Yeah, or if he gets injured or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, they'll probably wait it out, but next year's when we start talking about big money on this podcast.
0: Yeah, that'll be exciting.
1: So, stay tuned for that.
0: Speaking of the Angels, they're probably not going to go after Seiya Suzuki, but... Obviously, as we hit on again earlier, pitching is their main priority. They just signed Noah Syndergaard, aka Thor, to a one-year, $21 million deal, which to me doesn't make sense. This guy has been out of the league mostly for the past two years or so, coming off Tommy John, and I don't think it's a smart deal, but I guess they're doing something. I don't know. This better not be it, but if he's like a fourth starter, like okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess you're hoping for him to be a fourth because that would mean they'd obviously grab someone else. I don't hate the signing. I did think they overpaid for him because of what you said. He's been out. Who knows? Everyone knows how Tommy John could be iffy at times, especially for the hard throwers. Well, Sinigard's good. Again, it's just, like, a lot of money for possible other injuries and not much playing time for a player. And you don't even really know what you're going to get from him.
0: And it's not like the Angels have good luck with pitching injuries or injuries in general.
1: Not at all. Yeah, if anything, you could call this an Angel signing. Like, it's what they've been doing and messing up with, which is not a good sign. It means their, I don't know, their ideology or, like, their thoughts or strategies haven't changed, even though they should, because... I don't even remember the last time they were even close to making the playoffs.
0: And ironically, Syndergaard is coming from the Mets. And Billy Epler, who was the Angels GM that we talked about early days of the podcast, he took the Mets GM job now. And it's kind of like, you know, the Angels are the Mets of the West and et cetera. So it's a weird back and forth there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hope it is a good signing. I hope they get better results than they expect from him. Show sure he needs all the help he can get at this point.
0: Erod signed with the Tigers for a five-year deal. Verlander went back to the Astros, but there's still plenty of options out there. I mean, one, I think they should re-sign Alex Cobb, hopefully like a ten million dollar deal or something. I would guess that's the rate. I mean, that's what Andrew Heaney's getting, so <laughs> could be even higher at that rate. Yeah, but then you have older heads like Scherzer, Kershaw, Granke, Tluber. You have guys who did well this year, Robbie Ray, who won the AL Cy Young, Kevin Gausman. You have other solid ones like Strowman, Rodan, John Gray. have Kikuchi, who could be, you know, Japanese connection. They went to the same high school, him and Otani. And you have other guys too, like Danny Duffy, Steven Matz, Alex Wood. And there's guys on the trade block, Luis Castillo, all the A's pitchers, Sean Mania, Frankie Montas, Chris Bassett. So there's tons of options for the Angels to pick and choose from.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. The only thing is that it sounds like a lot of threes, maybe one second starter. There's no clear, clear aces. But is Otani your one, though,
0: as long as he's healthy?
1: I am my books if i was running the team i always look at him as like a number two just to leave a little bit of pressure off you don't want otani having to lead the charge especially when (laughs) he's also your best bat at this moment Uh, you don't want all that pressure on your player but right now with the talent they have otani's number one even if he doesn't start he's their best pitcher and that's the part where you're hoping that synagogue either steps up or they give a contract to like i don't know whoever the best pitcher is there out of those. So I wouldn't be mad at any of those. I guess the only one for sure that I would like is like Strowman to go to the Angels.
0: Yeah, I I like that too.
1: It's a team that's like lacking personality and like characters, you know, the the fun. Because they do have fun, but there's no one like leading them. Even though Tani's like the best player, I don't know that he's like captain quality. And of course, that's Trout, but... Yeah, no, they need more fire. Yeah, they need more fire. You bring Strowman? I mean, even if he's not your ace, this dude... Would act like he's the fucking leader of your pitching staff. Yeah. That's just how he is. Who he is. So I think he'd be like a good fit. Yeah, I'm
0: down with that too, for sure. And Kikuchi, I would like to see. That would be fun to have them on the same team. That'd be dope, yeah.
1: And if you are, which I feel like they will be. They're going to grab one of the veterans. You know, the Scherzers, the Kluber. I have a feeling they're going to go with Kluber or Granke for some reason. They're both pitchers that don't necessarily like the spotlight obviously like the angels don't have the spotlight because of the dodgers so it'll be a perfect fit but they both could teach or pass on the knowledge to the younger ones they're both decent like i i don't dislike kluber i mean he was in the yankees so we saw a good amount of him he played okay
0: i mean he threw a new hitter this year but no just hitter, had yeah. injury <laughs> issues
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so you're just hoping he comes back healthy Granky, Granky's gonna give you i mean Granky's been solid his whole career (laughs) even though he's getting like older like he's gonna win you games
0: yeah and in the bullpen again hopefully they add a lot of guys they tried to give Rocio Idlesias the qualifying offer he declined which is just normal process he's looking for a multi-year deal after this amazing season but hopefully they can bring him back and then real quick on the position players slash hitters I feel like they pretty much just need a shortstop, which there are plenty on the market. But you have Stassi at catcher, Walsh at first, Fletcher at second. No one really at short, although they picked up Squid from the Yankees, who they released. Rendon at third, Adele in right, Trout in center, Upton in left. Maybe Marsh could even back him up if he switches from center to left. And so just get one of these shortstops. I mean, there's Correa, Seager, Story, Simeon, Baez. I feel like
1: Story would make the most sense with their team. Yeah, they got a decent amount of lefty bats, so Seager, you don't need Seager. I feel like it's between, I mean, if we're talking about the big names, yeah, it's Correa, Story. And I guess Marcus Uh, I'll say Story or Correa, even though I don't know that they're going to want to spend that much on Correa. Story will make sense. Should be a little cheaper than Korea, And when you look at this team, like on paper, when it comes to stats and like the threat of all the hitters, they're fucking nasty. Especially if they add someone like Story, who's going to give you 30 to 40 bombs easy while playing good defense. It's a huge upgrade, even from and Simmons, who was pretty much just a glove when he was at short a few years back. And yeah, I'll say Story or even Correa, but we'll see how that goes.
0: But yeah, we'll be back either at the start or end of spring training, depending how much is going on with Otani. This wraps up the fourth season of the podcast and Otani's time in the majors. And glad we could do it on a high note, even though the Angels didn't make the playoffs. So great way to finish an incredible season for Otani. That wraps it up for this episode of Otani Comes to America. I'm Jack. You can find me at Jack Bloom Summer, Summer with an O on everything.
1: And I'm Kev. You can find me at Same Old Kev pretty much everywhere.
0: Congrats to the 2021 unanimous MVP winner, Shohei Otani, aka Two Way Shohei, aka Showtime, aka the Double Trouble Ring Slinger Dinger Hitter, aka the Anaheim Starboard, aka Shohei the Money, aka.
1: The six tool
0: player, aka Otani B,
1: aka the
0: boss of all clout, aka the greatest showman,
1: aka Swohe Brotani, aka
0: Mr. Hot Wheels,
1: aka, uh, let me get a number 17, please. Uh, what is that? An Apo Taco, aka
0: the Bart Boy No Simpson,
1: aka Little Leaguer of the Big Leagues, aka Mayamo Otani. AKA show he got the pop, show he got that smoke.